Nobody breathe on it. another week ladies and gentlemen you know already i'm not going anywhere i'm gonna be here by myself if i have to with a potted plant possibly one of those real sex dolls maybe jason harrell maybe miss monica or maybe the man himself sitting across from me as i speak it's buddy hey How's buddy going? is in the house yes i'm back again what's going on dude you made it back <laughs> yes congratulations on that yeah thank you what's what what did we miss we missed you for like uh two uh, two weeks two weeks yeah. was it yeah so give us a mom health update all right first so and foremost. she's gonna be in that rehab place you know for uh, who knows how long right. a few months probably uh, yeah um after so, getting an amputation yeah let's not undersell it she had a full not a full leg but like a three-quarter leg amputation yeah, right just so below the knee. Yeah. there's that yeah she I, I believe that actually qualifies her for a pirate life yeah uh, I, I told her she needs to get a peg leg peg leg yes eye patch mm-hmm. get out on the open seat. yeah head on the back put a padded room sticker on the back oh, of the leg yeah dude i will <laughs> supply <Yeah>. the sticker <laughs> so she got the stitches out which okay. is good All right. and uh they're prepping her for the stump Okay. Uh, the, well, it's not a. St- or it's a, stump. a prosthetic. Well, no, it's a stump. Um, oh, stump brace or something like that. It's basically to uh, make the make it ready to put on a prosthetic leg. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have to do something to the stump. Yeah, it's, it's similar. It's something like a stump condenser or something like that. But yeah, it's kind of weird. It's just to shape it. Okay. Yeah. But they. But that is the pretext to the actual prosthetic. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here pretty soon, she's going to be choosing out her colors and all that kind of stuff. You know, what kind of leg would you want? And it's temporary because you're only going to ha- – she's only going to have this one for a couple months, and then she'll get another one for a couple months. Okay. Uh, all before she has a permanent one. Okay. Because her her uh, leg's going to shrink or the stump it's is going to shrink. shrink. Yeah, because what? right now it's all swollen. Oh, so yeah. that's what the stump stretcher or whatever the thing is. That makes her. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Stump, stump compressed – I don't don't want anybody messing with my stump. Right? I don't have a stump, but if I did, I wouldn't want anybody touching it. (laughs) Ooh, God. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not uh, just riding my bike to work. Hey, good job, man. Yeah. Good job on that. Oh, it's a bicycle. I don't want to confuse anybody out there. Oh, (laughs) motorcycle. Bicycle. It's a bicycle. Yes. You pedal it. (laughs) Yes. There's no... uh, None of that? Yeah, and it's not an electric bicycle either. Oh. (laughs) Have you noticed uh, they brought... Now now we have... um, what are they? City scooters downtown? 
I heard about that uh, the other day. I was like, what? They're bringing it back again? So, okay. So, we never had scooters. Back in 2018, we had the, the Lime Bikes. Lime Bikes, yeah. And on, on mine and my wife's anniversary in 2018, we basically got hammered downtown and just tore up the town on some Lime Bikes. <laughs> it was, we had a great time. Oh, I bet, yeah. My wife crashed like four times. Oh, my. <laughs> Turns out she's not much of a cyclist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to... Here's what I want to do, buddy. Uh-huh. I want to get me and my wife, you and your girlfriend, and a couple of our other friends. I want to go downtown. Mm-hmm. I want to get day drunk. Okay. And we're just going to tear up the town on these city scooters. Wow. Let's sounds, do it. That sounds like a blast. Let's do it. Man. Hell yeah. We're going to go from bar to bar, and we're gonna. I'm going to show you some. Kind of like when we rented that one thing that one time. Well, yeah, but that hurt. My, that hurt, man. <laughs> that pedaling hurt. That uh, yeah. We, we what what was that? It was uh. The city, uh, no, it was a, oh. it was a bar on a bicycle. It was like a ten person bicycle. I got it for my wife's birthday, and at the end of the night, everybody's ass hurts. <laughs> yeah. Basically, is what happened. <laughs> that fucking thing was work, man. Yeah, it was. You know, brew bike is brew what it was. bike. It was yes. the brew bike. Yeah. God damn, man. <laughs> Not comfortable. Uh, they don't actually serve alcohol on the brew bike. Right. But they will like tour, Take you, tour the you about the bars, mm-hmm. which is still fun. Yeah, still had a good absolutely. Time. God damn, man! I was doing. Uh, All right. Anyway, uh, city scooters. City scooters. That's what it's called. I believe so. Okay. I think there's an app for it. They are motorized. Okay. They do have headlights on them. In case we go at night, take this tour into the night. Yeah, you know or in saying? a cave. Yes, yeah. or caves. I don't think there's any caves downtown so that I'm aware of. <laughs> we could make some. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you motherfucker. We got uh, a horror show to get into here, amigo. We got horror news. We got listener listener mail. All kinds of fun stuff. Let's kick things off, buddy, with a little of the old horror news. horror news oh yeah what do you got big guy all right halloween horror nights bringing dracula wolfman and mummy together for the first time that's right less than a week after monsters cafe was shut down at universal orlando we've learned that legends will collide at universal's halloween horror nights this halloween season I love that. Yeah. I actually went to the Monsters Cafe in really? Orlando. Yes. Yeah, what'd you think? Um, it's cool because everything is like monster themed. The mm-hmm. food sucked. It was actually, it's not really a cat. It's more like a, um, I call it more of a snack bar. Oh, cafe. okay. There was, it's, it's like a, uh, it was like more like a kind of a snack hut with a couple of random tables. About, oh. You know. No wonder it closed. I mean, it was, you got to have like burgers and pizza, no, they, spaghetti. No, and... they had all that shit, but oh, okay. it's not like you go in and you get seated by the Wolfman. That would be sick. It would, but this was more like a, uh, okay, what's my order? Okay, and then they'll call your number. You go up and get it. And then most of the uh, seating was outdoor. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like you were like having lunch in Dr. Frankenstein's lab or anything like that. Oh, man. So... Hmm. Yeah, it's, well, it, that makes sense. To then. be honest, the food kind of sucked too. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, the Leprechaun gets his own Funko toy for Funkoween. That's right, this is the first ever officially licensed toy of the Warwick Davis character. Another reminder that Funko also gives love to horror movies other than toy companies wouldn't dare. Uh, So, Leprechauns, Sally Face, Trick or Treat, and The Silence of the Lambs. Pre-order now. What is Sally Face? I have no idea. I've never heard of that before. Uh, Those three look familiar. let's see. Um... There's like three characters yeah, on Sally Face. Nope, no idea. Must yeah, me either. Uh, some kind of creepy pasta situation. It looks like I have no idea. Yeah. All right, Sally Face. Yeah, Sally sure. Face. And the Virginia Bitches female vampire death metal band opens cans. That's right. Scott Hansen's The Virginia Beaches Bitches, featuring a cast of heavy metal rock stars, is performing at the forthcoming Cans Market. The film follows a female vampire death metal band trapped in a town of cannibals led by a warlock. This sounds like a trauma team situation, <laughs> right? I have no this, idea. This sounds like a full moon feature kind of a deal. So it's a vampire death metal band in a town full of cannibals. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm gathering. This yeah. is this is a movie that's going to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, Raven Banner has boarded worldwide sales rights to the film ahead of a summer shoot in Georgia. Okay. Couple of things. Yes. Number 1, um Raven they, Banner's done some other music. That, uh, Raven Banner I enjoy. Yes. They they brought us to, um uh Deathgasm. Yes. That um, was a sick movie. Turbo Kid. Uh-huh. Um various oh um Oh, a uh, pie whacket. Um, they, 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 they are well known and respected in the horror community. Right. And one of my favorite uh, companies as far as like uh, independent releases go. Mm-hmm. So if, hopefully this will be. If it's on Raven Banner, it immediately gets like a uh, at least a watch. Yes, me. definitely. Now on top of that, it's opening at Cannes. Uh huh. So in order to even get accepted into Cannes, you have to sh- have like a certain level of. Either prestige behind you, right? Like a Quentin Tarantino can walk in there. Oh yeah, whatever down. he's doing is going to go straight to Kansas. Yeah. Um, so there's got to be something behind this that says quality mm-hmm. or fan fil- or some kind of cult following, right? But listening to your synopsis, it sounds silly. It sounds like a trauma, right? Kind of a thing. But then Deathgasm, I mean, that was a pretty good one. It was. I mean, but it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll check it out. You've yeah. got my interest. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it kind of sounds dumb. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna be honest with you. It kind of sounds a little dumb. <laughs> but I will check it. A lesbian vampire death metal band. Uh, town town of uh, cannibals. Yeah. Led by a warlock. By a warlock. <laughs> We're gonna really put all that in one in movie? one movie. Oh, well, <laughs> Why not? Right. I mean, okay, trauma team, <laughs> right? Well, all that's right. all I got. What do you got? Hey, now, what do I have here? So, speaking of trauma, I'm, mm-hmm. glad, I'm glad you brought that up because it segues nicely. Mm. We have a Toxic Avenger remake on the way. Oh. Uh, directed by Macon Blair. Okay. Does that name ring any bells? No. Okay. Um, have you seen Blue Ruin? Mm-mm. The Green Room? Yes. Murder Party? Yes. Okay, he was an actor in all of those films. Oh, okay. Uh, this is his directorial debut. Wow. Uh, cool. It's been given a hard R rating for strong gore okay. and graphic nudity. Wow. So he's pulling out the stops hmm. on the Toxic Avenger remake. All right. I'm into it. I'm yeah. going to check that. 
Uh, what else we have here? Keith Thomas is already talking about a Firestarter sequel. Yeah, I think it already came out. No, this is a remake. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's right. This and one's a remake. We'll, so. get, in, we'll get into that. Okay. And what, you're, what are you looking at? Yeah. Now, Firestarter, this recent iteration of it, opened on both Peacock and in the box office. Yes. Six million in the box office, hmm. which is not that hot. Mm-mm. No pun intended. Uh, but that's kind of the uh, the counterproduction as far as opening on a streaming service and, and in the, the theater. theater at yeah. the same time. It, right, sales so, are going to go down. We're still waiting to see what the Peacock numbers look like. Uh, I watched it. I'll get into that. Yep. Know, what are you looking at? Uh, Konami has confirmed that it's remaking Silent Hill. All right. So this is the new jam, I guess. Yeah, well, remake. Let's just... Well, we're remaking video games now. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil kind of took took off mm-hmm. uh they remade the first three i think so far and the numbers on those fucking things are astronomical yeah the fans yeah i uh i picked up resident evil one back when i was doing resident evil month mm-hmm. uh played it for a good two days and remembered that i suck at video games <laughs> is the problem buddy yeah and uh puzzle too much solving. dead for daylight uh dead by daylight is fine because i know what i'm doing and i know where to go in the, the generators and right. the, the small map very small and not a lot of thinking involved <laughs> yeah avoid that dude get over there that's dead yeah. by daylight yeah, right pretty there. much unless yeah. you are that dude then Kill these guys. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil, on the other hand, is like, well, you got to find the thing to the piece, and there's a map, and that'll take you to the thing, which goes up to the stairs. It's a whole fucking deal. Whew. And I don't remember any of it. Silent Hill, I will probably check out, because there are some nurses mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. What else we got here? Netflix has ordered a sixth season of Black Mirror. Ooh. We haven't seen Black Mirror in, in quite a while. some time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had David Blaine here on the show mm-hmm. once upon a time, and he talked about that uh, choose-your-own-adventure-style Black Mirror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I guarantee, I can, I can guarantee you right now, he's done several episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, if he does, if uh, they've already ordered it, so I'm sure he's going to have at least one or two episodes yeah be looking forward to those and i can probably get them on the show again yeah so there's that uh what else we have here not david blaine david slade Slade. david blaine is the fucking magician Magician. guy that holds his breath yeah david slade you want to hear something funny did you listen to my interview with david slade probably a long time ago. yeah probably so here's here's one of the my lamentations of that uh david slade interview mr slade Thank you very much for joining me, and thank you again for making vampires scary again with uh, 30 Days of Night. Uh, thank you very much for that. Well, I also directed uh, two, oh, of, yeah. two of the Twilight movies. <laughs> yeah, but still. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but still. <laughs> uh, American Horror Stories. Remember mm-hmm. that little oh, uh, yeah. the anthology series? Uh, that's going to return to FX and Hulu this summer. So the previous gonna... seasons are like a new one. No, the, there's a new season yeah. this summer. Okay, cool. So get ready for that. And that is all I have on the horror news, buddy. All right. You ready for some listener mail? Hell yeah. Let's get it on.
Listener mail. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Let's check out the mailbox, my man. Mm-hmm. And let's start things off with a brand new listener. Oh, yeah. Let's get right over here to Reno, Nevada with our new listener, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Subject line, Terra Dome vote. All right. Hold on. All hold right. on there, Sarah. All right. Uh, sub, yeah, Terra Dome vote. Hey, hot dog. The better half of Harold Loween here, a.k.a. the Pumpkin Queen, Sarah Harold. All right. Jason's wife. Yeah. She has told me repeatedly that the only time she ever listens to any podcast is this podcast right here uh-huh. and only when her husband has been on. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. I get it, Sarah. I'm with you on that. That's the only time I listen to the podcast. <laughs> when he's on. It's when Jason's yeah, on. Right? I love the, what voice is it going to have? The southern droll. It's very soothing to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just kind of relaxing. Yeah. Puts me in a nice mental space. <laughs> uh, just wanted to cast my vote for the Terra Dome. 30 Days of Night Vampire smokes the night breed. Well, I don't know about that, but if that's what you want, that's what you get. Two more for the vampires. Uh, fuck me, I wish I could get that two hours of my life back after watching Nightbreed for the first time so I could participate in the Terra Dome. It's not that bad, Sarah. Calm your ass down. <laughs> 30 Days of, Na- of Night Vampires are stronger, smarter, and all around more badass compared to the Nightbreed pussies. So now you know. Kiss, kiss to my boo-fang. Thank you, Sarah Harrell. Well, Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, for uh, chiming in there. Sarah is the proprietor of our, was the proprietor of our big Halloween bash mm-hmm. every year. Unfortunately, that was the last of yeah. the Halloween Halloween bash. Halloween bash is what I'm going for there. Yeah. We're going to have to come up with something, buddy. I know. we got to do something on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take the kids trick-or-treating, and this neighborhood that I live in is one big block party mm-hmm. and everybody hands out shots or glasses of wine as we go. Yeah. I make it about four houses and I'm done. <laughs> some invite you in to shoot pool. Or... Yeah. So, yeah. Some fucking that random lady down the street is like, come in. Yeah. We spent like two hours at her house playing ping pong. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got to go. Lady. <laughs> yeah. It's 1230 at night. My kids are asleep on your couch. Would I you don't... like some more shots? No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like I'm being drugged. <laughs> yeah. Let's get over to jolly old England there, buddy. Here comes Cat. Hey, Cat. The horror slut is in the house. Subject line. Oh, shit. Wrong email. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Subject, Subject line, line. Oh, shit, huh? Guest hosts. <laughs> Evening, gents or gent. It was very nice to hear a new voice, and I do hope you have company again tonight. It's been a while since I have watched Nightbreed, but I remember it being fun. I don't think they could beat the vampires from 30 days, though, so my vote goes to the vamps. Hmm. Educate, I believe you are Terror Vision from 1986, a rather goofy movie. Well, time to get back to my shift. Hope everyone has a safe and healthy week. Cat. Yep, you're right, Cat. I was, in fact, Terror Vision. Great job, Cat. You nailed it. Have you ever seen Terror Vision? I want to say I have. You probably have. It is fucking wacky. It feels very much like a trauma or a uh, full moon horror, but it's not. Hmm. It's about a um, alien uh, incursion via one family satellite dish, but it just so happens to take place on the night when mom and dad decide they're going to experiment with swinging. 
Oh, yeah. So there's like another couple involved and mm-hmm. some weird gay stuff ensues. <laughs> <laughs> it goes down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a thing. It's a bit of a weird thing. Hmm. Uh, let's get over to Sydney, Australia. Here comes our main man, Tim. Hey, Tim. Subject line. I don't have a subject line, but hi, good looking. Think he's talking to me or you? You. You. No. It's you. you. It's, it's, all, you. it's no, you. No, it's you. Oh, it's, it's you. Definitely you. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> hey, you beautiful pe- people. How are you this week? Hope everyone is alive and well. Terra Dome, let's get into it. I'm going 30 Days of Night Vampires to win this. God damn it. Fine. Whatever. I honestly can't remember who they're going up against. Okay, well, then this vote shouldn't count. <laughs> I don't feel that this vote should count. Uh, who they're going up against, but the vampires are vicious enough to win this. Darian, are you Terror Vision? Yes, wow. I am. That's it for me this week. Hope you guys are good. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for writing in, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Tim. So, funny story. Hmm. Last week, uh, Jason Harrell and I are here, and we get to that point in the show where I randomly have to pull a horror movie out of my butt for the Educating Miss Monica segment. And I say, Jason... What's the first horror movie that comes to mind? And he says, <laughs> Terror Vision. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why? It's like, I don't know, Terror Vision. <laughs> so that was how I came upon Terror Vision. All right. For uh, what are you, uh, Educating Darian. Uh, let's get out to the open road there, buddy. Here comes Freddy from Parts Unknown. Oh, hey, Freddy. Subject line, vote. Yeah. Hey, folks, quit quick vote for the 30 days vampires they are just vicious i think i know educate are you terror vision back to driving stay safe out there cheers freddie wow so i guess i'm the only guy voting for the night breed well <laughs> fuck my face it's fine i don't care stand alone on that if i have to let's get back here to reno nevada buddy here comes the cowboy hey cowboy uh subject line attack of the bangs oh all right Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Good to hear Jason made it back in. Best mm-hmm. wishes for Monica and her family and hope Buddy isn't stuck at the bus stop again. <laughs> Were you stuck at the bus stop again? Nope. You can admit it if you want <laughs> Not to. Not this time. Your secret is safe. <laughs> I know how you love those M&Ms. Uh, didn't get to watch anything this week, but started re-watching the Saw movies for something relaxing after work. Terradome, I actually don't remember watching Nightbreed, so I'm voting for the vamps. They're brutal. Oh, fuck me. All right, cowboy. Educate, I got a feeling you're going 80s cheesiness with Terror Vision. Yep. Uh, still trying to get a few more listeners for you, for you and even texting reminders weekly. I will say, fingers crossed, that we had our last cold snap and the weather starts getting warmer because I'm ready to take the kayaks to the lake. And yeah. now have paddle boards to take out also. Nice. So we can make it a fun time on the lake. Back to the grind. Hope you have a great week and catch you on the flip, cowboy. Thanks, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Thanks for writing in, big guy. Um, yep. Yeah, it's been, like, today I feel like it was in the 80s at least. Right? Yeah. It's been super hot the mm-hmm. last couple of days. Unfortunately, I am in the throes of a... Um, probably a 14 or 15 day work week wow and the problem with that buddy what (laughs) 14 days huh 14 or 15 yeah well by work week i mean days consecutive without a day off um (laughs) the problem is is that once i commit to my work outfit for the week Mm -hmm. i i don't budge from it right so i've been wearing the same pair of pants and shirt for um 
I think I'm on day 11, 12, something like that. Mm-hmm. So that, that I'm sure they stink. I just can't smell it myself. And now it's getting hotter, so I'm sure they stink even worse. Right. I don't smell anything. And until somebody taps me on the shoulder and is like, hey, fucker, you stink, then <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. Right. Um, if I can make it to the finish line, <laughs> then I'm in good shape. How much more you got to go? Uh, what's today? Tuesday? I'm hoping that Thursday is going to be my Friday. The end of the streak? The end of the streak, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. But a lot of things, yeah, a lot of things can fucking happen between now and Thursday, buddy. Right. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we got some voicemails here, hot dog. All right. How about we start things off down in funky old Alabama with our main man from the cha-cha. Here comes Alan. What's up? What's up? Uh, Terror Dome. Give me the night breeze there you and go. Gary in your terror vision. You are That's correct. That's all I got. It's good to hear Jason. Have a good one. Bye. It's good to hear you, Alan. And thank you for not making me the only guy to vote for the fucking night breed, my friend. Thanks, Alan. Thank you very much, sir, for that. Uh, now let's get down to Southern California. Here comes the man, the myth, the legend, the pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Hey, padded room. How's my favorite degenerate this week? Hey, we're doing okay. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm I here. to get in real quick. Buddy's you know, here. I got much, but, uh, All right. I do want to say I cannot believe I missed the fucking educating on Castle Free. I set that up just for you. <laughs> Damn. Just for you, I went you, back Tom. and listened to the uh, clues and like, yeah. Yeah. should have had that one. You son of a Makes bitch. Makes me wonder why I'm not going to get this one again. Oh, stop. Maybe I'll go listen to the clues call back all right anyway i also wanted to mention you yeah, that's great man we got a great budding romance there with uh the cowboy and darian sure mm-hmm. he gives him porn i give him a chair it looks like it's going places man. it is right. yeah anyway I, I did see that chair man it does look actually badass it's, it's pretty cool right cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as regards to the uh, terror dome what do you think got the night breed and uh-huh. the 30 days and night vampires yes sir I'm just going to go with the night breed based, uh, based on the berserkers. That's, that's, other than that, you know, I get the whole argument. Yeah, there's the dude with the moon face. There's some weird. There ain't much. Some but dumb monsters. Down they're here. just kind of weird fuckers. But just based on the berserkers, I'll go with that. That's yeah. what I say. What are you looking at the part? And I got to finish uh, Haunting a Hill House. That's some pretty good shit, man. I, uh, I like that one. I thought it... Uh, it's a good it's show. Good. And I, I gotta say, I think Mike Flanagan might be like the master of kind of the flashback movie, kind of like Oculus, where yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like half of it takes place in one time period, the other half in another, and yeah, and it jumps back and forth seamlessly. It was really, I really liked the Hill House flicks. Check the, out Bly uh, Manor series. So I think I'll be uh, giving the the Bly Manor a chance. Definitely. Anyway, so I got hope all is well. Yeah. Love you, like family. Bye. Now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Good news for you, my friend. Uh, Bly Manor, based roughly on the turning of the screw. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good. More of a... Would you call it a romance, I guess? Or like a... Maybe even a tragedy. 
Yeah, I would say tragedy. Yeah, uh, the gu- there is it's a drama haunted, tragedy, a haunted situation. There is a, a definite horror element. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch Midnight Mass? Oh yeah. What'd you think of that? I liked it. That was almost. I saw that twice. Oh yeah. yeah. Look at you. That, I would call that more like a um, religious horror. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, you get the the reveal when they turn up the gore. They don't turn up the gore until like episode four. Yeah, episode four or five. Without giving it away. But when they, yeah, I don't want to say too much. But when they do, Whew. they open up two bags. Yeah, on your bitch ass. Yeah, <laughs> and it comes hard and heavy. Uh, good news for you. Also, more good news for you, Tom Hardy. This year, this fall, uh, Fall of the House of Usher hmm. by Mike Flanagan, another Ooh. Netflix series coming yeah. out. I'm psyched for that. Man. Hell yeah. I, lo- I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Sleep, um, Hush, Oculus, Absentia, um, other stuff I'm sure that slips my mind, but usually pretty good work. Yeah. Okay. All right. That is all we have on the listener mail. Let me just all do right. a quick uh, sweep of the old junk folder. Oh, here comes Crack House Matt with a last-minute slam dunk. All right. Hey, Matt. Subject line, Pterodome picks and more. Hey, hey, padded room. Great to hear Jason's voice last week. I've missed that dude. Hopefully he makes more appearances in the coming weeks. At least I know he isn't going to be giving out any Funko Pop news. <laughs> I felt like that was kind of pointed at you, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Surprise. There was some more today. <laughs> yes, ma- yes, sir. <laughs> So in regards to Ty West's X, I fucking loved it. You are right, a very horny movie. My only thing is that I didn't have much issue with the senior citizen sex since Pearl was played by the same actress, Mia Goth, as the main starlet chick. She played both roles. Knowing that going in, it didn't gross me out watching old prosthetic boobies flop around. That makes one of us there, Matt. (laughs) Also, I too always had quite a boner for Nev Campbell. Loved her look in the early screams, though in the latest flick, Jason was right, her chin has grown exponentially. Yeah. That said, the hottest look she ever portrayed was in Wild Things, I agree. Oh, yeah. Opposite Denise Richards. Mm -hmm. She had that whole emo goth look with the red highlights in her hair and reeking of daddy issues. That is 100% my type right there. Mine also. (laughs) I love a young lady with low self-esteem, buddy. (laughs) Scream 3 sucks and is the worst of the franchise, in my opinion. Hopefully you got to check out the new movie on Shudder, The Sadness. Great gory zombie flick that reminds us yet again that Americans can't compete with Asians when it comes to six sadistic horror films. Uh, for the Terror Dome, give me the 30 Days of Night Vampires. Too many of the night breeds are fucking worthless. That's all I got this week. Checking with you all later. Crackhouse Matt out. Thanks, Matt. Beautiful. You snuck in on us there, Matt. Yeah. All righty. And that, my friends, is all we have on the listener mail. You got anything for Crackhouse Matt, Alan, uh, fucking Tom Hardy, Cat, Sarah, uh, Tim, or anybody else? Freddie, Cowboy? Thanks, everybody, for calling and writing in. Absolutely. You ready to scream again? Yeah. California Women's Crisis Counseling. My name is Laura. How can I help you? Laura, I do have a crisis. I've killed someone, Laura. Are you listening to me? Who is this? Just one question. Do you think it's over, Sydney? Do you? He's now taking the Marine Prescott's. But we 
Prescott. Billy Loomis and Stu Marker. I mean, they even told Sydney how they did it. Maybe there is a third killer. Guys, this was about cotton. We are not in any danger. We are not in any danger, says Candy, page 15. What the fuck is this? Somebody who killed to know where Sydney Prescott is. What do you know about trilogies? Well, I know about movie trilogies is that one. All bets are all. Do you want to have this conversation with a polygraph? Is that a threat, detective? It's a threat. Was that a threat? Here's how I see it. I've got no house, no bodyguard, no movie, and I'm being stalked. Because someone wants to kill me? No, because someone wants to kill you. So now, starting now, I go where you go. That way, if someone wants to kill me, I'll be with you. And since they really want to kill you, they won't kill me. They'll kill you. Make sense? None. You are the the complete tractor of a trilogy. One, you got a killer who's going to be superhuman. Number two, anyone including the main character can die. This means you sit. Gail, Dewey, whoever, um, call me back. I can only hear myself. I only hear you too, Sydney. I am not dreaming. I am not crazy. He was there in Woodsboro. It's not Woodsboro, Sydney. It's like Stab 3 is back in production. That'll be crazy. That's right, buddy. It is Scream 3. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, the costume that won't fuck off. <laughs> I don't think your mic's on, dude. Yeah, it's on. No. Fuck. Say something. Check, check. One, two, one, two, one, two. Did it get bumped again? I think so. Did it, did, there, there it, it goes. Static, oh, static. All right. There we are. Um, God damn it, man. So are you caught up on the Scream franchise? Yes. You saw the first two? Yep. Give me a quick power ranking on the first three. One, three, two. I would go one, two, three. I didn't care for two at all, but this one I felt like really jumped the shark. (laughs) We'll get into that in a second. So basically what we're doing here, ladies and gentlemen, we're applying the exact same formula that we did to the last two movies, Mm -hmm. just in a different environment. We brought the majority of the same characters back. Naturally, we're going to have to kill off a few. And uh, that's about how the story is going to go. Yeah. So <laughs> we get really stupid with the ending. So watch out for that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, applying the exact same formula, we're going to start off with a big kill scene in which uh, the pseudo hero of the last movie, Cotton Weary, uh, gets gets ca- killed off along with his girlfriend. Big thing. There, he apparently now has a uh, talk show. Yep. Um, play. He's played by Liv Schreiber again. So good for him for reprising the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's driving home and he's stuck in Los Angeles traffic. And this whole movie takes place in Hollywood. Yeah. Right off the bat, you lost me. Mm-hmm. The ninety percent of the scream, um, I guess, allure is that small town slasher vibe. Right. You put it in Hollywood. You put it in these unrelatable circumstances with these mega studios and executives and producers and directors and all that shit. I'm I'm done. I don't <laughs> I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Hmm. You, you expect me to feel sorry for the um, the starlets who lost out on their role because uh, uh, a stabbing incident occurred? No, of course not. 
Why would I feel sorry for them? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Oh, well, good good news. We're not going to relate to any of these characters, and we're not going to really spend much time getting to know them either because they're all going to be dead by the 45-minute uh, the mark, or most mm-hmm. of them are. Uh, so, unfortunately, that happens. Uh, Cotton Weary starts getting the phone calls while he's sitting in traffic. We get a neat little high-speed, uh, not really a chase, but like he's got to get home real quick to try to save his girlfriend. This time, here's the fun part. Our ghost face killer mm-hmm. not only has the voice changer, but he has like a voice adapter. Yeah. So he can make his voice sound like anybody. Yeah. To include Cotton Weary, uh-huh. Sidney Prescott, uh, Officer Dewey, uh, Gail Weathers, and other people that are going to come and go throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, something else I should mention at th- that this movie is action packed with celebrity cameos. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, see, again, you're losing me with that. You know what I mean? Do we need that? Do we need that? That was like my major complaint with Deadpool. Stop winking and nodding at me and just make a fucking movie. Well, he's been it's doing fun. that. He's been doing that the whole every one of them though. Well, I guess in the context of this franchise, it's okay. Yeah. But we didn't need this much of it. Man. <laughs> he, when Carrie Fisher shows up, yeah. Oh, stop. You want just make a fucking movie? Already. You know what that I mean? Was perfect. I'm going to disagree with you again. Um, so that's fine. Uh, from there we get, uh, uh, we, that's our opening sequence, our opening kill scene, which we've come to know and expect from a screen movie. Um, from there we cut to the, the filming of Stab 3. Right. Now Stab is the, par- well, I guess you want to call it a parody of, uh, screen movies. Right. And they are basically shot for shot remakes of the previous movie in this weird, true crime dramatization that I guess is a massive bizarro cult following in a weird way. I mean, they made three of them, so Mm -hmm. there you have that. Um, We are on set, and uh, the news hits of Cotton Weary's stabbing along with his girlfriend, Christine. Uh, That causes a big uh, kerfuffle around the studio, which naturally means Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox, is Mm going to be on the scene. Uh, she shows up. She's actually questioned by the police first. Right. Like she might have something to do with it or she might have some insight on who might have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chief detective played by Patrick Dempsey. Remember this guy? Oh, yeah. He was he was one of the teen heartthrobs mm-hmm. of the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. And now he's like a early 2000s heartthrob with, uh, what is that, fucking Grey's Anatomy. I right. Think. Dr. McSteamy, they called him. Dr. McSteamy. Now he's uh, Detective McSteamy. <laughs> Again, with the celebrity cameos. All right, so he's there, and he's uh, he's one of our lead detectives. He's questioning people. Shows up on set uh, with Gail Weathers. Apparently, he's like enlisted Gail Weathers to help with the investigation. So right. that's like her big... Uh, foot in the door said i'm working with lapd on this mm-hmm. i'm i'm with the cops you have to let me in and ask questions and stuff right uh she gets on set with the detective starts pooping around who do we run into none other than dewey yeah who is there on set as a quote-unquote technical advisor uh-huh so fuck me if these two ass clowns dewey and gail weathers don't fall in love every goddamn movie but by the start of the next movie, they hate each other. Right. What happens in between movies if these two can't get along? <laughs> They're only in love when somebody is chasing them with a knife, buddy. That's, mm-hmm. that's the only time the relationship works, apparently. <laughs> so there's Dewey. Uh, apparently they broke up again. 
And uh, uh, Gail Weathers is like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm a technical advisor. And they, they brought me here because I'm a technical advisor. <laughs> and uh, he is apparently dating the star. The, the Well, not the star, but the, chi- the actress who is playing Gail Weathers, who I guess is some kind of a big name. I guess. I, I don't know any of this. But uh, she starts poking around. They built a spot-on uh, set of, for, of like recreation of Woods, Woodsboro, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, she's like – she sees the guy that's playing Dewey and he's this big strapping guy. Celebrity, Looks nothing like him. Nothing like uh, David Arquette, of course. Uh, celebrity cameo number two, Jenny McCarthy yeah. playing – I guess what was going to be Tatum's role or the, the Rose McGowan character from I the first so, movie. Yeah. Uh, we have a token black guy in there who I think was supposed to be Randy or some iteration of Randy. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't and, figure that one out. Yeah. Like, what is he doing in this? I, I don't know. And then an understated brunette who I think was supposed to be the Sydney Prescott Sydney, yeah. character. So good for good for them. Uh, big hubbub, lots of fuzz flying around. Uh, some of the producers come down. We'll recognize one of them as Lance Henriksen. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a go to. We some of us might recognize the other one. It was Roger Corman, who actually is a horror film producer. Yes, and uh, you don't see actually see him in front of the camera too often because he's more of a behind the scenes guy. But mm-hmm. his horror pedigree is cemented in Hollywood history. Uh, very cool little cameos there again with these winks and nods. You know, mm-hmm. do we just make a fucking horror movie? Um, so from there, the investigation ensues and uh, halt. Uh, what do you call uh, production is halted on stab three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director, a guy by the name of Roman, is all pissed off and he's got to go and uh, I don't know, deal with the fucking agents and all that shit. Uh, from there, we have a meeting between Roman and uh, Jennifer Darling, who's mm-hmm. played by Jenny McCarthy. Uh, that's supposed to take place. Unfortunately, somebody has set up this fake meeting so that they could kill uh, Jennifer Darling. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's Ghostface using this weird voice apparatus, yeah. which he can now mimic anybody's voice. So he's got Jennifer Darling at Roman's office. And he's on the phone as Roman mm-hmm. while he's actually there in the office with her. And, of course, he jumps out and kills her. Right. Now, with that murder, we now have to completely halt production on Stab 3 and, like, send everybody home. And we're not going to resume production anytime soon. Right. Which causes even more problems. Mm-hmm. Right about now, and I'm probably about 25 in, minutes into the movie at this point, we have not seen Nev Campbell yet. Right. At this point. Which is kind of bizarre for a Scream movie. Mm-hmm. Finally, Nev Campbell pops up. Yeah. She is apparently living somewhere in the California woods uh, in complete seclusion. Yep. Uh, and she is working for a women's crisis line under yeah. assumed name. Mm-hmm. So much for that, uh, what was it, theater major. Yeah. <laughs> Unless right. she's just completely faking all of her concern for these women in crisis. <laughs> in which yeah, case she's acing in which case she's doing the yeah. Lord's work I would say <laughs> I'm so concerned oh meantime she's like slugging back vodka and stuff. <laughs> right <laughs> playing video games on silence <laughs> oh god don't do it oh. um, so that's kind of gnarly now uh, th- th- this is where we kind of get even weirder because now Nev Campbell is going to start having these night, or I should say Sidney Prescott is going to start having these supernatural 
prophetic nightmares of her mom as a ghost wandering through the woods and breaking her windows in the Mm -hmm. middle of the night. It's a bit late in the franchise to turn supernatural. Right. Which we're not 100% going to do, but we're kind of like dipping our toes in it a little bit, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird. All right, whatever, man. Whatever. Uh, Cut back to the set where uh, everybody's there, and and now everybody's freaking out because they all just lost their jobs. Um, The chick who plays Gail Weathers, uh, I guess she was kind of dating Dewey, like in a weird way. I don't know. Dewey said that she just... She felt comfortable with him around and, you know, that he could protect her. He just has his trailer in her property yeah. or something like that. Yeah, he put his trailer in her backyard. Yeah. And that's where he's staying. Now, but she, he didn't actually come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm dating her. No, uh, I think he was just kind of using her as leverage with the real Gail Weathers. Yeah. Like, oh, I got this hot actress over here. Go fuck yourself, lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, the young lady that plays Gail Weathers has a big bodyguard, and he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. And his job seems to be just to antagonize Dewey every time every chance he gets well, <laughs> I would too if I was him ah, you know, I feel like I would get hey, along Dewey. he's like hey dewdrop yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself sluggo um, so that's kind of his gig she has a like a not really a party but kind of like a uh, you know let's all hang out at my place tonight kind of a thing mm-hmm. and the killer strikes again mm-hmm. uh, he starts with the, uh, the the menacing phone calls Dewey's like, oh my god, turn the lights off. Everybody get a, get into the backyard. But the guy that plays Dewey is like, no. So the, the killer starts sending faxes to yeah. her. And it's like a it's like a script, but because it's a fax, it comes you gotta out, wait. Yeah, it comes out like one page every three minutes. So yeah. like everybody runs out to the backyard. Ex- oh, another sheet's printing. Yeah. Oh, I, I gotta read the end of this. So he runs back inside and it says like uh, the kill the killer's gonna take mercy on one person, whoever smells the gas first. Yeah. And then the whole place explodes. Right. And unfortunately our uh, whoever wrote the-, the actor that was stuck in there got blown up with yeah. uh Dewey Shouldn't gets- have read it. No, nope. don't go back in there, you knucklehead. Uh Everybody gets, like, blown off the side of this Hollywood hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer, uh, uh, what's her name? The real Gail Weathers was there, like, skulking around, mm-hmm. you know, following Dewey and trying to get a scoop on something. So she also got blown off the side of the hill. Dewey did. He went rolling down the hill. Twice. The, yeah, the actress <laughs> did. And there was another act. The actress that played Sidney Prescott was there also. Yeah. And we're they're setting up a red herring with this. Mm-hmm. And I was on to it. Yeah. So... From there, uh, Ghostface uh, makes his big appearance. He starts running around. He kills the bodyguard, um, kills, blows up the guy in the, the kitchen, obviously. He's just on the point of creeping up on the real Gale Weathers and stabbing her. But Dewey unloads his gun into the guy, and he's like, I got you, you fucker. But then he falls down the hill right. for the second time. Mm-hmm. Dewey's having a hard time in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's having a hard time in all these movies, but this one's particularly difficult. <laughs> uh, when he gets up, he's like, oh, oh, I got him. The body's not there. Yeah. There's no ghost face body. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helps Gale up. He gets fake Gale Typical up. Typical carpenter. Of course, yeah. Gets uh, fake Gale up, and then out from the woods comes, I believe her name was Amelia, the understated brunette that so. was playing uh, fake Sidney Prescott. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it happened. And everybody's like, how did you get 
come down from that side when the rest of us got blown over to the other side. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. I just did explosion. And then I was in the woods. And I came down. I heard screaming. And they're all like, oh. So they call the cops. Yeah. Uh, cops come. They take everybody and question them. And they're kind of, they're not really holding Dewey, but they're asking him a lot more questions. Uh, everybody gets let go. Uh, now they're putting pressure on Dewey because they know that Dewey has access to the real Sydney Prescott. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, where's Sydney? This creepo is clearly trying to get at her. We need to know where she is. And Dewey's like, I don't know where she is. And in the meantime, Sydney's at her uh, house up in the hills, mm-hmm. and she's seeing all these news reports of dead actors. Now she's getting phone calls from the killer, yeah. disguising his voice as a, a distressed young lady. Mm-hmm. So she's all freaked out. Eventually, finally, she's like, you know what? I'm going to come in and help. So she goes down to the police uh, precinct with Dewey and Gail, and they go in and talk to uh, Detective McSteamy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, right off the bat, McSteamy and Sydney want to have sex with each other. Oh, yeah. But Sydney is still wearing the Greek letters from her boyfriend mm-hmm. in Scream 2. Yep. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's dead, obviously. you got to move on at some point, right. I guess. It was a nice little touch. It was. Put that in there. Okay. Uh, Sydney is now there, and she is on board. Everything's uh, looking looking kind of scary. Uh, Sydney's like, I want to see where where uh, the girl died. So they take her to the Woodboro set, mm-hmm. and they walk Sydney in there, and it is spot on, like Woodboro from yeah. Scream One. That's pretty cool. So she's walking around. It's the same. I don't know if it was the same set, but it looks exactly like her bedroom from the first movie. Mm-hmm. She starts having like all these weird flashbacks, talking to her dad and stuff, and she's oh, remember when I was young and. Billy tried to come in the window and bang me here, but pretty soon, here comes Ghostface. Run, 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 chase, chase, chase. It's kind of cool because I've never been on like an actual movie set, but I assume it would be very labyrinthine like that one was, like doors opening up onto fifth floors and random shit that doesn't feel like it should be there, but it is. So uh, basically, he chases around. It was kind of cool because we got like a... uh, a very quick flashback to Scream 1. Yeah. Like you saw the outside of Stu's house mm-hmm. and uh, the part, like the interior of the party scene, which was spot on. And then she chases, she gets chased upstairs. But then because it's still a Hollywood set, upstairs, upstairs on that set is actually like the living room of Sydney's house. So it's like she's going through this weird M.C. Escher painting in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, eventually she jumps out on the roof and falls down. And she starts screaming for Dewey, and that's when Detective McSteamy and Dewey and uh, fake Gail Weathers come running in. Um, we're like, oh, what happened? And she's like, he's here. It's the killer. The killer's here. Oh, my God. Uh, they're, now they're like, kind of like, okay, maybe you're just crazy. Because you know, she keeps saying, he was there in Woodboro, but it's just a stage set. Right. So they're kind of like leaning to, oh, maybe she's crazy. So about this time, fake Gail Weathers decides that she is on the hit list, and the only way to stay safe is to attach herself to real Gail Weathers, Yeah, which kind of makes sense in a way, mm-hmm. because the killer is killing all the actors, right? not killing the real people, or at least attempting to kill the real people. Uh, something I glazed over, though, and this is kind of dumb. <laughs> this is where things get a little dumb. Every time they find a dead body, they find pictures of Sydney's mom... From when she was like in her twenties, yeah, like xeroxed, photocopied, just mm-hmm. left there at the crime scene. Uh, they're trying to put that together. What does that mean? I don't know. 
At at this point, Gail looks at a picture of <clears throat> Sydney's mom, and she looks at one of the headshots from the actress that's playing Gail Weathers, and she realizes that they're on the exact same set. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "What the hell? Was Sydney's mom an actress? I don't know." So fake Gail and real Gail infiltrate the film archives there at the studio, mm-hmm. and the lady playing the receptionist or the fucking gatekeeper. It's Carrie Fisher is down there. Yeah. And she's all pissed off and she's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> she's like, I uh, read for Princess Leia, but they went with that fucking cunt instead. <laughs> no, that was so funny. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, lady. I see what you're doing here. Um, They get down there and basically what they find out is that before uh, Sydney's mom got killed – or before Sydney was born, she had a, an actual film career. And she was in a bunch of cheesy horror flicks mm-hmm. in the mid-70s. So, all right. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. And we're kind of ringing the dumbbell a little bit. <laughs> all right, whatever. That's what you want to do. It's fine. Uh, so they take the, the photographs of her to Sydney. And, like, she was acting under a fake name, like Rena something or other. They're like, hey, Sydney, this is your mom. Check it out, man. She was in all these uh, these horror movies and stuff. And Sydney's like, what? No. She, I, she had a whole other life that I never even knew about. I don't know if my dad knew about it. Um, from there, they, like, follow the, the, tr- the paper trail and it turns out the producer of Stab 3 was also the producer of all these cheesy horror films. Mm-hmm. That's the Lance Henriksen guy. So they go and talk to him. And basically what we find out is that uh, horror movies in the 70s, the only way to get on one if you were a female was if you fucked everybody. Yeah. And uh, that's what you had to do. It reminded me of the whole Me Too thing. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like 20 before years before it. it. Yeah. But... I, I mean, I imagine that's can't be that dissimilar from how things actually worked right. in the seventy. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but that, he's like, oh, you know, I was in my 20s and I had these wild parties at my mansion and I had a secret room. And, you know, I remember her, but uh, I didn't want to say anything because then I'd be a suspect. And, uh, you know, yeah, she didn't she, – she played the game, but she didn't want to do it very long, much longer. So yeah. she got out of the acting gig mm-hmm. altogether and moved to some small town. So real Gale and fake Gale are like, you son of a bitch. This is all your fault. You, you're, now you're killing people to keep your secret safe. And Lance Hendrickson's like, are you kidding me? I'm, no, I don't. I'm a multi-million dollar uh, film financier. What do I care? Mm-hmm. So from there, because production is completely halted and probably will not resume, uh, the director, that Roman guy, decides that he's going to throw himself a big birthday party with the cast and crew at Lance Henriksen's big Hollywood mansion. Mm -hmm. Um, Like six people show up. It's just literally the remaining cast of Stab 3. Yeah. um, To include fake Gale, Dewey, uh, possibly Sidney Prescott, but we'll get, get to that in a second. But they're having this party at this big Hollywood mansion. Everything's going pretty cool. Uh, We get a very tongue-in-cheek nod to the original movie where they're all leaving the room and he's like we'll be right back all right fuck face Uh, so what they want to do though is they want to find this weird sex dungeon which is there apparently there's all these secret passageways in the mansion which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. and i gotta tell you if i was some film financier and i had a bazillion dollars oh yeah yes yeah yes i want all of that shit Uh uh-huh two-way mirrors 
Uh, I want to watch my friends have sex with their wives. <laughs> I'm not going to mention it to them. <laughs> but I, I probably won't stay for the finish, but I am. You gonna... guys want to have sex? Go to this room. <laughs> You'll love these mirrors. These mirrors are great. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're full length mirrors. I'll, I'll see you guys when you're done. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just going to slip into a rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I would definitely have a big crazy mansion, and he oh, had yeah. all these crazy horror movie props in there too, which was even better. So off everybody goes to try to find this weird sex dungeon via these weird secret passageways. Uh, Dewey's there, and so is uh, Real Gale. Uh, and the reason they're there is because they got a phone call from Sydney saying she was going to the party. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, my God, we got to get there and keep her safe. Yeah, they're going to try to tell her, no, it's not a good idea. Yeah, no. No, mm-hmm. I, I'll see you there. Quick. I'll go, okay, bye. All right. Well, whatever. In the meantime, Sydney is now like in full-on protective custody yeah. there at the police station. Mm-hmm. And there's another dumb thing. And I didn't bring it up because it has no pertinence to the story whatsoever and had really no business being in the movie at all. As they're touring the uh, studio lot, a random trailer opens and out pops a young lady. And wouldn't you know, it's Randy Meeks's little sister. Oh, yeah. Martha Meeks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I got this videotape. You have to watch it. And it's like a cassette tape, a VHS uh-huh. cassette tape. So she just carries that thing with her everywhere she goes. Is that what you're telling me? And she just happened to pop her head out of a trailer as these three were walking by. I don't care, but I was glad to see that tape, though. I was like, yes! I thought that was particularly stupid. (laughs) I thought to myself, we just had to shoehorn in the rules of horror movies again. Yes. As if we haven't beaten this horse to death already. So I didn't bring it up because it really bears no bearing on the story at all. But they have a VHS tape recorded by Randy Meeks before he was killed at the university in Scream 2, basically stating the rules of the, the trilogy. Yeah. If you're getting this, then obviously then I didn't I'm make dead. it. dead. <laughs> and it probably means one of you will be joining me soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid, man. That was dumb. I loved it. I hated it. <laughs> uh, so now we're, we're at our big party. Um, the, everybody separates to go ferret out the, uh, the weird mansion. Um, make a long story short, the dead bodies start piling up, um, Rant, or, uh, Dewey and Gale get knocked out, Ghostface makes an appearance, of course, kills off all the actors, uh, calls Sidney, um, uh, he has restrained Gale and Dewey, and he's like, hey, Sidney, if you don't want me to kill your friends, then you better get over here, or I'll kill you, and then I'll let them go, and she's like, okay, I'm coming, so she grabs a gun from the de- de- detective's desk and goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets over there. Ghostface makes her run a metal detector over herself and throw the gun in the pool. She's got a second gun, though. That was that was good. Yeah. No, nobody knew about gun number two. Yeah. Uh, she gets in there, and uh, she sees Gail and Dewey tied to a chair, and they're both gagged. And, uh, Ghostface pops out, and she just unloads a full chamber on him. Pop, 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 right into his chest. Yeah, and like Randy said... This one's going to be superhuman. You can't just kill it. There has to be a supernatural element. Yeah. He's not entirely inaccurate this time. <laughs> um, so, again, she starts working on untying Gale and Dewey, turns and looks, and again, Ghostface is gone. Mm-hmm. Body's gone. Uh, oh, shit, what's going on? He pops out again. Uh, chase, 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 fight, fight, fight. Detective McSteamy shows up because mm-hmm. apparently he watched her leave and followed her up there. Uh, he shows up. Uh, 
Sydney gets knocked out, or knocked down at least, and then uh, McSteamy gets in a tussle with Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Now, for a minute there, we were kind of under the impression that McSteamy could have been Could have been, yeah. Ghostface. Just because it was kind of odd that he showed up. And he was asking a lot of questions about Sydney yeah. the whole time. So he was kind of casting some dispersions. Uh, big struggle between uh, McSteamy and Ghostface. Uh, McSteamy gets stabbed three or four times, goes down. Um, Sydney gets up. Uh, she goes running into the weird sex room via the uh, secret passageway. Uh, Ghostface follows her. The door closes after they go in there. So if you don't know about the secret passageway, you're not going to know which bookcase it's behind. Right. Which kind of throws everybody off. Big struggle between those two, and we get the reveal. So Ghostface is actually the director, Roman. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, whose body we saw during the initial uh, party massacre sequence. Right. But he obviously faked it because he's a film director and he knows how to do special effects yeah. and stuff like that. So that's great. And then we get. But the, the chick went up there and felt the wrist. So it's like, well. Well, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> and now we get the even dumber reveal that Roman is Sydney's long lost brother. Yeah, half brother. And, and he was an illegitimate child that uh, Sydney's mom gave up for adoption during her film career. Yeah. So uh, he showed up at some point in uh, Sydney's childhood and was like, hey, I'm your son. And Sydney's mom was like, uh, you might be, but you're never going to be part of my family, so go ahead and fuck off. And ever since then, Roman was plotting this whole thing. Right. Uh, Roman engineered uh, Billy Loomis and Stu to yeah. kill, kill Sydney's mom and to try to kill Sydney. And he, I think he also engineered the whole thing with Billy's mom and uh, mm-hmm. Mickey in Scream 2. And he's been the mastermind the whole time. Yeah. Whoa. Does that make any sense? You no, know. no, not really. <laughs> not really. It's fine. Just go with it. I'm a director. I direct. Now it's time for me to act and participate. So he's got the, he's going through this whole uh, James Bond villain speech, and mm-hmm. then uh, Sydney unloads another round, in, another chamber into him. It is where we get the reveal that he's been wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Also, uh, he actually shoots Sydney a couple of times. Uh-huh. She goes down, and then he turns to like here he hears uh, Dewey and Gale coming down the hall. Right. So he goes and closes all the doors to the secret sex room. And then he goes back, and Sydney's missing. Yeah, and we see Sydney reach up and grab an ice pick. Um, more with the tussling and the, the 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 you know fight sequence. Sydney stabs him three or four times with the ice pick. Yep. he goes down again. Uh, that's when Dewey and Gale come in, and we get the reveal that Sydney was also wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah, stab, stab, stab. He's down. Um, here comes Detective McSteamy. He's Pretty fucked up because he's been stabbed four or five times. But he's alive. Yeah. Uh, he gets in there and he's like, oh, oh, Sydney, you're okay. Okay, great. Uh, and then up pops Roman again and Dewey unloads a magazine into him. And, so, and Sydney's going, shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head. He's like, what? What? And then he, <laughs> he shoots him in the head and he's like, oh, thanks. And then Roman goes down again and he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from there, after, that's basically your movie. But we do get a little postscript sequence of uh, – Dewey asking Gail to marry him via the shit-slinging book that she wrote. Mm-hmm. And he cut a hole in it and put a wedding ring in there. He's like, please sign my book. And then she opens it and it's a ring and then they make out. And yeah. then we also find out that Detective McSteamy has apparently moved in with Sydney because they're all going to watch a movie. 
Yeah. And it's probably not going to be a scary one. <laughs> and that's the end of your movie. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Scream 3 there, buddy? I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. I did not. Part of the part of the allure of the Scream movies to me was uh, the environment. I love a slasher film that takes place in suburbia. Oh, yeah. Or in a quiet small town. Because mm-hmm. that's not where you expect it. Right. Um putting it on a movie set and i i see what he was doing here wes craven mm-hmm. uh first film he's making fun of horror films right second film he's making fun of horror film sequels this time he's taking it to the whole film industry right which i get i get mm-hmm. that but as far as the slasher goes as far i think if you wanted to make a scream three movie get rid of nev campbell get rid of sydney prescott let's do a psycho chasing um gail weathers around Right. Around a news situation mm-hmm. type of a thing. Or um, I, maybe just, maybe a copycat killer in some completely different town uh, emulating the ghost face mythos. Mm-hmm. Something like that. You keep dragging poor Sidney Prescott through the fucking mud. At a certain point, if I'm Sidney, I'm just going to go... Make Sidney the killer. There you go. That, that would have been original. Yeah. That would have been something. Yeah. Unfortunately, Nev Campbell's too goddamn cute to be, to be <laughs> yeah. killing people, buddy. Mm-hmm. I say I I would probably take Scream Two over this one just because of the whole Hollywood movie set shit. Yeah, it just doesn't fit for me for a Scream movie. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I couldn't stand uh, the chicken part two, the reporter chick, and I was just like, oh my god. Oh, uh, Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so. Yeah. For this one, it's like, well, at least they, there's not like a, the annoying character in it. Um, but if I had to pick an annoying character in this one, it would be fake Gail Weathers. Oh, yeah. I like agree. the part where she's having a nervous breakdown and she's like, I'm smoking a cigarette, Dewey. Ugh! Yeah, she was annoying. I don't even smoke cigarettes. <laughs> All yeah. right, lady. <laughs> that was Scream 3. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to find a newfound appreciation for Scream 4. Yeah, just be. I remember not liking it at all, but I think I'm going to like it more than Scream Two or Three. Yeah, just rem- going off what I remember of it. I don't know if I've actually seen Part Four. I've never seen Part Three until uh, t- yesterday. Yeah, uh, same here. Yeah, I-, I hadn't seen Part Three. All right. Well, uh, that's it. It got five point six stars on IMDb. Yeah, that's about right. Which is a full two point three stars better than President Evil. Oh, really? How about that shit? <laughs> yeah. I'm still holding everything to the President Evil standard. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I haven't stopped that yet. All right, inmates, let's take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Fly, 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 fly. 
inmates if you like what you hear head over to the padded room facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation check out the t-villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show and we're back buddy yeah buddy yeah what do you think is your favorite horror film franchise um tough franchise yeah what qualifies a franchise to start with? How many installments do you need to be a franchise? At least three, three. I would say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Which one? Do, which one um, do you think is your favorite? Aliens is pretty high up there. Okay. Now that being said, what do you think is the worst installment in the Aliens franchise? Ooh. 
Everybody points to number, resurrection. Was that number two? No, that's uh, four. It's the one with Winona Ryder. Oh yeah, yeah. I wasn't that mad at it. It's okay. Um, a lot of people didn't like three either. Yeah, that's it. That's it. that's. Last week, me and Jason were talking about the drop offs mm-hmm. in the franchise. Well, Terminator was really good. T two. T two was great. Yeah. T three. I don't think I ever made it all the way through. Yeah. That's the one with that the was female a rough one. Terminator. Yeah. But. A lot of people would point to Alien 3 being a pretty sharp drop-off from Aliens. Right. I don't know that I... I, I enjoyed Alien 3 for what it was, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Well, wh- so which one do you think would be the weakest out of the Alien movies? I don't know. They're all kind of blended. <laughs> yeah, now, and especially once you get into the Prometheans. Yeah. Because that kind of... They're not really sequel. It's not bit. really, but it's like a prequel. And then you have AVPs yeah, also. Right. So there's like a whole thing. I want you to think about that. And I want an answer by the end of the show. Okay. To include AVPs and Prometheans. I guess. Right? They're part of the franchise. Yeah, they are part of the in franchise. In a weird way. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Let's get into the Terra Dome while you contemplate that, buddy. Okay. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll try to be crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face. The blackest eyes. The devil. To the Terradome. First, last week's winners, buddy. In team's competition, we had the Nightbreed versus the 30 Days of Night Vampires. The town of Barrow, Barrow, Alaska fell silent again. Blood dotted the snow and black smoke clouded the skyline. What was left of the Nightbreed were forced to flee yet again into the frozen wastes as the remainder lie dying in the snow. With a vote of uh, fucking 13 to 5, goddammit. The 30 wow. Days of Night Vampires advance over the night breed. Surprised they even got five. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Shit. Did we get your vote for that one? No. Who would you have taken? <laughs> Not that it matters. Oh, the vampires. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. That's why I didn't bother, buddy. <laughs> Whatever, You man. didn't need my vote. I didn't need it. They didn't need it. Nobody needed it. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> God damn it, man. All right, let's get into this week's matchup, shall we? Mm-hmm. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing. The night was cold and silent. Joey looked out from the bedroom window and knew they were looking back at him. Maybe from the barn, maybe from the cornfield, maybe from both. 
He'd spotted dozens of them moving toward the house just before dusk, even managed to kill a few as they attempted entry. But he knew his family wouldn't hold out for long. The critters were multiplying, and soon they'd have the whole town. Aunt Mabel disappeared into the attic an hour or so previous. She took Aunt Clara and Aunt Katie with her. In the panic and confusion, Joey assumed that the critters had breached and his favorite ants had fallen. Then the chanting started. Low, rhythmic vocals coming from the upstairs. Words in a strange language with a melodic undertone. Dad and Billy rush upstairs to silence the racket, but find a full-on ritual in progress. Joey's ants still alive and attempting to use dark magic in defense. Team's competition, buddy. We have the Critters versus the Midwives. What do you think of that one? I'm going to go with the Critters. Critters? Okay. I think I gotta agree with you on the critters. I, I the midwives are scary. Yeah, um, I'm sure they can do some shit, but I feel like whatever they're gonna do is gonna take a long time. And there's gonna be a lot of like drawing things on the floor and setting up candles and maybe sacrifice a goat or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. Whereas the critters are just gonna rush you and eat you. So yeah. that's my logic behind that. And that is your Terra Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's the Critters versus the Midwives. Get us your votes by next week, if you can. Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or the email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're contemplating that matchup and why exactly the Nightbreed didn't win, which I don't understand at all, but whatever, uh, how about a little what are you looking at there, buddy? Yeah. I got a few things to report. Me too. Good. What are you looking at? So I watched the new Firestarter movie. Uh, streaming on Peacock and in movie theaters as we speak. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. Do you have Peacock? Yes. Okay. I will say it's worth checking out. I yeah. struggle to call it a horror film. More of a sci-fi action situation. Yeah. Which is fine. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, I will say that it is light years better than the original. The well, or- technology-wise? Uh, well, that in the, the original was super... It suffered from late 70s pacing. Right. So what you got was a lot of father drama. We're going to make it. It's me and you against the world, babe. Kind yeah. of, you know slow melodramatic sequences in this one it's more like run 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 blow up a car run 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 accidentally kill a cat run 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 try to save these people on a farm mm-hmm. so for that i would say it's better than the original i thought it was a good show all around um zach efron coming in as the dad oh yeah that's right he was yeah 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 so he's he's a good actor yeah you i know, like him. he did fine yeah um I'm, I'm going to say it's okay. The uh, director, as I mentioned in Horror News, is already talking about a sequel. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you go from there because that was the... Probably older. F- well, sure. I mean, you could do really whatever you want with it. Yeah. But that was the width and the breadth of the original Stephen King work right mm-hmm. there. So uh, maybe... I think there there actually is a made for... T- like a sci-fi original Firestarter sequel called Firestarter Rekindled, I think. Yes. Have you seen that? I have not seen Me that. Me neither. I have no interest in, in looking at it. Um, I don't know, man. I'll, I'm interested. I'll, I'll check it out if that does happen. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I watched that, and I also watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Nice. This is... I hear it's poo. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> really? Is yeah. That, is that the kind of uh, reviews it's getting? Yeah. Oh. But I still want to see it, because I'm a fan. It's, it's not what I thought it would be. So... Uh, basically, I don't want to spoil anything, but the, the the crux of the story is that Doctor Strange has to jump into these weird dimensions of course, to try to save a girl who some, th- these other things are after. Mm-hmm. And that's her power is that she can just traverse dimensions at will. Okay. Now, because of all the hype that was built around this... That's why... You thought you were going to see a Phenomenal... Just a shit ton of weird Easter eggs and things that could lead to this and things that could lead to that. And Mm -hmm. it's not... It doesn't really go that way. Um, There is one pretty good Easter egg. What, the very end? No. Well, yeah, but I don't know what that means. Okay. There, there is a credit cookie, and you're like, "Oh, hey, that was was that her? Yeah, I guess it was. Who's that supposed to be? I don't know." Mm-hmm. But that, I guess, we won't figure that out until the next movie. But like, I was, I, I saw a leak online leading up to this that it had uh, Shia LaBeouf in it playing Sam Witwicky, mm-hmm. and that it had Bruce Campbell in it playing Ashley J. Williams, and then it had like a but like he was just going to just start. Like picking shit out of random movies and putting these characters in this movie as wow. like a weird dimensional rift. Uh-huh. That didn't really happen. Okay. There is one guy from the MCU that shows up. Well, they go to one dimension and one guy is there and there's another guy that plays another guy. Huh. And, but it's I – I don't want to spoil it because I know right. a lot of people haven't seen it. But you're like, oh, there, hey, there's that guy. And you're like, oh, snap, shit. All right. Okay. Hmm. But – um, it is definitely directed by Sam Raimi. There is a definite horror element to it because throughout these dimensions, it gets very Lovecraftian. Oh. So while I wouldn't call it a horror movie, there are definitely horror elements. Right. And there is one point where Doctor Strange has to basically reanimate a zombie, which is pretty cool. Hmm. So that sequence, directed by Sam Raimi, I sure was pretty killer. Very Evil Dead like. Nice. And there's like a lot of eyeball stuff too. So that's cool. I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I am wildly behind on the MCU stuff. Hmm. I haven't seen a Marvel movie since Black Panther. I think was the last. One oh I wow! Saw. It's yeah, been a while. Way, you're way out of. I'm gonna take a vacation from work at some point. Maybe yeah, just marathon the whole shit, or just watch it at work. Well, I could. I could do that. Too, for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all I'm looking at, buddy. What do you got this week? All right, I checked out Ice Road. It's uh, with Liam Neeson and Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. Uh, it's basically a truck driving on the ice, and they got to save these miners that got collapsed underneath. And, of course, there's a little twist and turn. And, sure. You know, it, that was actually a really good movie. It's it's pretty intense. Okay, cool. Um, Stoker it has Nicole Kidman. Um, I've seen that. Yeah, not what, too bad. What do you think of that? It's a, I actually like this one. It's a good slow burn. It is, and um, things get pretty wacky. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the, the chick... When when she goes full on, yeah, you're like, oh fuck me, yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long shot. It's got Seth Rogen and um, Charlize Theron. Is that the hockey movie? No, this is. She's a political secretary of state, going to be president. Okay, and he's a journalist. Oh, okay. Yeah, and 
it just happened to be that she was his babysitter when he was 13 she was 16 oh. so he had this crush and next thing you know they kind of meet each other and now because they met each other and he was like all google and love but he was pretty smart i guess for his age well he she decided hey i want you to be my um journalist you know for or my my writer that i'm speaking for your romantic you know, comedy kind yeah of romantic okay. comedy but it's actually pretty good i liked it all right Burt Wonderstone, right? It's the uh, magic magician one, right? That is a absolutely hilarious movie. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. <laughs> Very cool. It's got um, Steve Buscemi, Steve Carell, Olivia Wilde, and Jim Carrey. Very cool. Yeah, great cast. Yeah. Um, old. It's the M Night film. Oh, the new one. Yes, the new one. Uh, I actually liked it. It's typical M Night. There's always a twist at the end, um, but you can catch it early on if you pay attention. Okay. Um, and of course, with the new Firestarter coming out, I watched the original Firestarter. What'd you think of that? Um, I liked it. I I, I kind of cracked up a little bit because you know every time you, she would have these powers or hair blows. Of course, so, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, a, but I mean, well, what do you do? You gotta show that she's yeah. doing something. Apparently, so. it's windy in there. Also. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Turn I, those fans off. I'm trying to start a fire. I, I liked it. I forgot Louise Fletcher was in it. I was like, oh yeah, Nurse Ratched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what we got. How about some immersion therapy then? Mm-hmm. All right. I can. I know. I know. I've got an ass whipping coming to me. I earned it this week. <laughs> immersion therapy. Did you watch The Wolf Hour, buddy? I wish I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I Uh, I got to the point, I was like, oh, man, something's going to happen. I just kept thinking something's going to happen. And then about halfway through, I'm like, okay, I'm going to forward a little bit. But I'm watching the video as it's forwarding. I'm like, nothing's really happening. Oh, who's this character? Play. Okay, enough. (laughs) We're in her apartment. Mm -hmm. That's all that is. Mm -hmm. Finally, the lights go out. Yeah. And then the very end, it's like, seriously? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, it's, it's called The Wolf Hour. Yeah. It was in the horror section at Amazon Prime. Yeah, it must have been the name of the talk show. It was. That's what it was. It was oh, was the it? The Wolf Hour, yeah. Um, if I had to describe this, wor- this movie in one word, it would be dingy. Yeah. That, I'm I'm not a squeamish guy. Like heights don't bother me. Spiders, snakes, none of that. Shit. I, yeah. I'm fine with everything. But like the idea of being stuck in a New York apartment during the summer Summer's of Sam, Sam. Uh-huh. which was a record heat wave in yeah. New York, 1977, with a lady that's chain smoking and probably not practicing the best hygiene, mm. just because she's been alone in. The, that makes my skin crawl, man. Yeah, and has that fear of going out of the house. Agoraphobia. And, yeah. I can only imagine what the smell of that apartment was. Oh, man. Ugh. Yeah, taking the trash out the Ugh. window by and a rope. Trying to lower it down with a rope. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time to grow up, sweetie. Yeah, just throw it out. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's what everybody else is doing. <laughs> right? It's not a horror movie. In the synopsis, it was described as, quote-unquote, Hitchcockian. Which I guess kind of makes sense. 
if there it would have been better black and white. It would have been better if somebody got killed. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's you know? new, yeah. You know, put a dead body in there, and now you've got. Well, you know, the cop did say there was somebody that was shot across the hall. Well, yeah, but that was like a week prior. <laughs> a week to the movie prior started. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing to do with me. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. And then the weird thing with the prostitute the, guy and the bell. Yeah, the buzzer. Yeah. I don't know, man. It. Uh, it's. Not, I, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. No, I wouldn't I, call it. Much of a more of a psychological uh, thriller, I guess. But yeah, if you want to see her nude, that's about the only. Uh, they did a hell of a job of uglying up Naomi Watts. Yeah, who's oh, yeah. statistic usually a very attractive uh, actress. Mm-hmm. They made her look like a meth head. Yeah, they did, and they probably smell like one too. <laughs> I can only imagine. Right, not a very good. Well, no. I mean, I I will say that it kept my interest. I didn't turn it up only because I kept expecting something to happen. Yeah. I put that on the same shelf as Neon Demon. I think Neon Demon, I didn't really care for that one, but I think that was better than this. I love Neon Demon the first time I saw it. The second time I saw it, I was like, this is a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, but and this one, there's no love for this. Same thing, whole lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know? but did you love it the first time? <laughs> no, well, no, but it kept my interest. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I kept, you know, just like Neon Demon, I'm like, ooh, she's going to get possessed or there's Something. a fucking bobcat in her hotel room. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, I'm like, this is just more modeling bullshit. Yeah. For they don't eat her until like the last eight minutes of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same thing going on here, except nobody actually gets eaten. They just no. have like a miniature riot outside and then that's about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't I, recommend this. I don't recommend it either. <laughs> we skip uh, the wolf hour. Buddy, what do you got for us this week? All right. This week, let's check out 2020's Spell. It's about a man that crash lands in a rural Appalachia and wakens in the attic of a traditional hoodoo practitioner. He desperately tries to break free from her dark magic and save his family from a sinister ritual before the rise of the blood moon. Check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same in yeah, compare notes next week. And you'll find this gem on Amazon Prime. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I guess it's that time. we got to educate me. All right. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Buddy, Hmm. I am a uh, young husband, and I am ready to step out on the town for the first time with my hot wife. We're going to do a little experimenting tonight, buddy. We're going to try our luck at swinging. Uh, I really hope... Should we save this for after the show? Uh, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave the kids with my dad. He's a little nutty. Uh, I think we'll be okay as long as my weirdo satellite dish doesn't pick up any radio alien transmissions and have people around the neighborhood growing tentacles. Mm-hmm. I am, of course, Terror Vision, mm-hmm. which is a bananas movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is absolutely bananas. Uh... I w- that that's another one that probably goes in the, the 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 trauma full moon collection. Oh yeah, just being that goddamn silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, who might I be this week? You ask. Well, buddy, <clears throat> I just took my uh, I just got married, and my new blushing bride and I are out for our first outing on a cabin on the lake. 
which uh, my wife's family owns, if I'm not mistaken. Goddamn, if we didn't run into one of her ex-boyfriends. And now there's like a bunch of weird blinking lights coming out of the water in the middle of the night. And my wife is acting really fucking weird. I hope she, I hope she doesn't uh, grow like a weird thing out of the back of her neck or develop any other marks or anything like that. You know nothing, buddy. <laughs> think about that, inmates. I will drop some knowledge on you next week, of course. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do us for the week. Uh, we do have a Patreon campaign running. Uh, the, you'll find the link for that at paddedroom.podbean.com, along with any information you need about me, buddy, the Horror for Dummies guys, or any of our affiliate programs. Um, like, comment, subscribe, of course, wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. In the meantime, join us next week for Scream 4 uh, as we roll right into the Scream franchise here for Devin in w- Scream Month. wonder how many cameos are going to be in this one. Uh, not many, as I recall. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Scream 4. There is some star power here, but not in the cheeky, tongue-in-cheek way of Scream 3, hmm. as I recall. It's been a while since I've seen this one, though. In the meantime, buddy, you got anything else for the on the week? No. All righty. Actually. <laughs> All righty. For uh, Miss Monica in absentia, Jason in absentia, Buddy, who is here. Yeah. Um, zombies, uh, Funko Toys, goddammit. Uh, sequels that probably aren't actually going to get made because the first one didn't do very well at the box office. Uh, Sidney Prescott. Liv Schreiber. Who is an understated actor, if you ask I like me. him. I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, too bad uh, Cotton Weary is no longer a part of this process, but mm-hmm. neither was uh, Randy Meeks, and he showed up in Scream 3, didn't he? Yeah. Son of a bitch. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, and have a great week. What did one wall say to another? Meet you at the corner.